Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast, episode 399. Dang, uh, I can't believe I've done this that many times. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm Patrick, and today uh, I'm joined by uh, a special guest, uh, someone that I've admired uh, in Warriors fandom for a long time, uh, Dr. Nirav Pandya uh, from UCSF. Uh, He is the Associate Professor of UCSF's Orthopedic Surgery, uh, Director of Sports Medicine, at the Benioff Children's Hospital and injury analyst for 95.7 The Game. Uh, Whoa, my first celebrity on here. What's up? Uh, Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the kind intro. If only my mom could hear that, that would make me sound really important, but I I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, a couple of things. Like, uh, since I started doing this podcast, you know, like, I... I'm not big on like going on Warriors Twitter for for various reasons, but whenever, whenever, uh, and you know, a lot of listeners they they know who you are, but for those who don't, whenever uh, someone gets hurt, <laughs> his Twitter account is the first one I uh, I go to, especially if it's somebody on the Warriors because uh, ostensibly he's watching <laughs> and he's going to tell everybody <laughs> what happened, you know. Uh, so another thing is like I you know I kind of clicked around and I saw that you went to the University of Chicago uh which is which is where I went for college and then you told me that uh you were like a year or so around, like ahead of me or something like that and that that's wild that's wild to me yeah I've, it's I've, a small world 
Yeah, I've never uh, really met many uh, hardcore Warriors fans <laughs> that are also <laughs> University of Chicago graduates. And the then, um, us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just before uh, we we started recording, uh, I asked if he knew uh, uh, a good friend of mine from high school who is also a physician uh, at UCSF, and he does. So this world gets smaller and smaller. So anyway, thank you so much for for coming on. And uh, yeah, I like to ask people when I have them on the show what your warriors fandom is like because you know i've seen you and uh i i'm just curious like how long you've been a fan what your uh when your fandom started and uh you know some of your your, like your best memory and like your most painful memory if you can uh, give me those yeah no absolutely so um you know i'm originally from chicago so disclaimer i grew up a bulls fan um you know so grew up in chicago had the pleasure of seeing jordan and all those championships well you know kind of i was growing up um, and then after I was done at University of Chicago, finished med school, I went out to Philly for residency and that was like five years of sports and nothing, you know, like I couldn't get deal with Philly fans. Um, I just, you know, was busy during residency and then got finished up and, and moved out to the Bay area for my job. And I was like, you know, it's been five, six years. Let me get into Bay area sports. Cause I've known I'm gonna be living here for a long time. And right when I moved out was right when the warriors were starting to change shape. It was you know, Monte Ellis was getting traded. This, this new guy, Steph Curry, that no one wanted because they were all, they loved Monte Ellis was coming on. And I was like, you know, it's, it's interesting. This is a team. They're fun. They're exciting. And then Draymond and Clay. And, um, you know, at that time, I was like, look, I'm going to be in this area. This team is young. They're energetic. They're playing a certain way. Um, and, you know, my time in the Bay is kind of mirrored the time of that core three. You know, I came out here when they started. And I've kind of been there since then so uh it's hard to be in the bay area and not be a fan of the warriors but i kind of feel like as they grew up here um i kind of had my adult growing up um and i think the best memories are just i think that first championship um because i remember what in chicago what it was like when jordan won that first championship and i was like oh it's great this team they're coming together they're winning um so that championship going to oracle walking through the parking lot and seeing the hot dog vendors um you know i think that's just and, and taking my kids when they were young to those games were just some of the best memories. The most painful memory has to be the the year Durant and Clay got hurt. Um, it was just so, you know, it's one thing to lose just because they lost, but to go down with that, those subsequent injuries that year against the uh, Raptors, that's, that's really a painful memory. Cause I think a lot of things could have changed that following year if all those things didn't happen, but uh, just what could have been, I think that's probably one of the more painful memories. Yeah, that is 100%. Uh, I, I still, to this day, say Warriors in five if those if both those guys are healthy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Were you on social media, like, you know, already kind of giving your uh, analyses almost real time, like at that point? Or, or how, how did that get started? When did you start doing that? Yeah, it's a crazy thing. So, I, you know, I had Twitter, I had Instagram. I didn't really know its positions. We really don't know how to use it. I mean, some people use it to promote their, you know, whenever I come to my practice and you know, like I'd post pictures of me at a conference or something like that. I just didn't know what to, how to use it. Um, and then funny, when COVID happened and Clay tore his Achilles, you know, there was all this information out there about what does this mean? His career is going to end. And I remember I was like, you know what, let me just post a little one minute video about Clay Thompson's Achilles. Um, and the next thing I know, you know, 95.7 of the games, like, why don't you come on and talk about this, this TV station, et cetera. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And I think a byproduct was just COVID. All our practices got slower. There wasn't much going on. So I'm like, you know what? let me start doing this stuff is what I do in the clinic, explain injuries. And it kind of just took off after that. And I enjoy it. You know, I think it's um, a lot of fans want to know what's going on with these players. What does it mean? What does this term mean? And if I can kind of give that to fans, because my background, 
it allows them to enjoy their sports, understand what's going on. So it's kind of become this thing where now it's like someone gets injured. I'm like, okay, let me just put a couple, you know, a couple <laughs> sentences together about what this means. And, uh, and it's, it's kind of fun. Cause now I can kind of veer into talking about warriors basketball more than just injuries. And it's, uh, kind of feel like I'm a little part of warriors Twitter and every now and then I can put a little hot take out there and, uh, people will, uh, will, will engage. So it's fun. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're a little part of warriors Twitter, at least the, <laughs> the, the section that, that, uh, I go to, I mean, do you enjoy Twitter? Like, can I just uh, offhand, like, do you, yeah. uh, do you get involved in any of that stuff or you're just kind of like, you put your stuff out and then you respond to people who, you know, maybe sometimes whatever, when you have time or you just kind of, you dodge the uh, other stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I, have, I do have a tendency to, you know, I, I feel like I enjoy it more now. I kind of say, look, I'm going to put whatever I want out there. I'll read what's out, you know, kind of stuff that's out there every now and then. Um, and uh, I try not to gauge too much in some of the uh, more heated conversations. Um, you know, I try to stay positive. Um, although I do, I do feel kind of some of the only two negative experiences I've had have been with other fan bases. Uh, it had kind of a really horrible experience during the Grizzly series a couple of years ago where, people were using some racial slurs to uh, describe oh, me yeah. and uh, uh, pretty, pretty bad. But uh, you know, it's warriors Twitter came to my defense and found out who did it. And, you know, you know, whatever he blocked his, you know, came off Twitter and things like that. So, you know, it kind of showed the kind of the unity of, of, of the community and things like that. So I think you just can't take it too personally. I think a lot of people are passionate about their sports opinions and some people want to, you know, egg you on and, as someone whose profile is associated as a physician at UCSF, there's a certain amount of professionalism, you know, that I want to keep with my Twitter account, even though I may be thinking something else. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I definitely read a lot, um, but try not to engage too much in some of the, uh, the comment sections. I'll put it that way. Uh, you are a, a better man than I in that respect. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 read, I read a lot. I don't engage, but I'll, I'll take a step back. Getting uh, into the, the Warriors, because I've also been just curious, because you talk so much uh, whenever I see you in clips online, you, you know, you're talking from uh, your physician background. And so I'm like, huh, I want to ask this guy about like the team, you know, yes. <laughs> just sports in general and just talk like, like bar talk or something. But um, just, you know, how are you feeling about this team this season are you are you a warriors optimist or pessimist i'm i'm guessing i know which which way you lean so you know it might be a moot I'm an question optimist. but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely definitely an optimist um you know i was a little concerned with uh, you know chris paul from a chemistry standpoint um you know i know they're all professionals but you know chris paul has been kind of you know he has a certain reputation around the league for a lot of years and um, you know, I think a lot of that kind of seemed to have sputtered out a little bit. It seems like he's willing to come off the bench if needed. Um, and seeing the chemistry, I know it's just a preseason game and we all overreact to preseason games, but seeing what Chris Paul can do in terms of setting up other players, I mean, what he's going to do for Kaminga, what he's going to do for Andrew Wiggins. You know, I think people don't kind of have this tendency to forget about Wiggins, but um, the fact that Chris Paul can facilitate and create openings and hit that mid-range jumper, um, as long as everyone gets there along and there's not some huge locker room issue that develops, um, I'm really excited for this team. They seem very locked in right now. Um, they seem focused. And I think they all know that their window is really narrow because they're old. And this could be an opportunity to get that, as they're saying, the, the one for the thumb to, uh, to get that fifth championship. So I think we had a good offseason with Clay. Chris Paul seems to be fitting in. Um, you know, Draymond's ankle sprain doesn't seem like a big deal. And um, honestly, the, their second unit's going to look good with Kaminga and Moody uh, and, uh, you know, some of their new additions and GP2 being healthy. It's going to be exciting. I just think it's hopefully they can keep it together when the playoffs come and, and they can kind of endure the regular season. 
Yeah, I tend to think that they are better. Uh, I mean, I, I said that last week during the first week of training camp, it was probably the most boring uh, first week of most yeah. boring media day, most boring training camp uh, first week. And I was like, yeah, that's a good thing, you know, because like you said, right. they're just locked in a bunch of old heads and they've been through this like for at least 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 times. So uh, they just want to get down to uh, business real quick on the Draymond uh, ankle thing. Is that something that can linger from what you've heard about the nature of it or is it something that if they just give it enough uh rest and time it shouldn't be uh another issue unless he really really lands on it hard again yeah typically with you know ankle sprains nba players based on what was reported out there this seems like a pretty much a garden variety ankle sprain maybe a little bit more severe than something that were like he could happen in the season and come back in a couple days the good news is for most of these ankle sprains for someone who hasn't had multiple ankle issues going back to like steph curry's early days um, I don't anticipate this being an issue. They're giving him enough time. And typically for someone like him, it shouldn't linger. You know, so I think it's, if there's anything to have going into a season, an ankle sprain is probably the best thing uh, for someone his age. And uh, I don't anticipate it being an issue for him based on what, what, what we're seeing and what's being reported. You know, uh, I have to say, I said this uh, to you before we started recording that, uh, and I got to say this to the listeners and stuff. It's uh, another thing that uh, I enjoy about your post is that uh, you have the most rapid fire <laughs> analysis <laughs> I've ever seen. And uh, it's like, you, you just, ha I don't even know how that works. I've watched a couple of things you've done like over and over again. I'm like, are there edits in this? And uh <laughs> I, I don't think you have the time or the, the care to uh, to edit something. So uh, that was like it because I asked you kind of a, uh, a medical related question and uh, you you, uh, you turned into that dude. So uh, that's that kind of funny. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where do you see the Warriors in 
the West. I have my my opinions, but like, where where do you see them, them landing? I see them probably three or four seed. You know, I think they're going to probably, um, you know, I think Denver is going to play well. Phoenix is going to play well. Um, I think Sacramento is not going to be a fluke. I think Sacramento will be up there. Um, I just think the Warriors are going to be smart and they're not going to go out and win 55 to 60 games because they're going to be resting players. So I think if they can stay above that five seed, be a three or a four, then I think they're going to be in a driver's seat. Do they have the capability to be a number one seed? Absolutely. But there's no reason I think that they need to go out night in and night out and have their veteran core, which is old, um, you know, play that many minutes. And I, I think this will benefit them in the playoffs as well, too, because I think a lot of the second unit, the Kamingos, the Moody's, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get more minutes as they're resting Chris Paul, you know, resting Clay Thompson, uh, et cetera. So I think it'll be beneficial, but it may mean their regular season record may be not as good as say a Denver or a Phoenix um, heading into the playoffs. Right. Right. It's always that the goal is to, you know, get the young guys ready, get healthy and peak like they did in 2022. Exactly. Um, and, you know, a lot of other stuff plays into the fact that they are just better, right? Like they, they have Gary right. Payton, for a whole year, hopefully Andrew Wiggins for a whole year, and Clay, like you said, he uh, actually played basketball, you know, <laughs> over the yeah. summer. So uh, that's uh, and I understand why he didn't last year. I was fully like empathetic to that, but uh, it's good to see him. And he doesn't have to look at to look over his shoulder, perhaps at uh, uh, a twenty-four yeah. old uh, Jordan Poole. Is there a team that scares you? Is there a team that like you're like, oh, you know, this this team? I don't know if the Warriors could beat them. Yeah, you know, Denver always worries me a little bit um, just because of Jokic, like his size um, and what he does. Uh, and with, you know, Jamal Murray, like I, I, I do worry a little bit if, if they, because they still don't have like a true big, big, um, you know, that can, you know, Looney's great, but you know what, what Jokic can do. So I worry a little bit about Denver, but besides that, I'm not worried about Phoenix. I mean, they've got a collection of talent that can score, but no defense. Um, and then, you know, Sacramento, I think they gave, they, Sacramento was set up ideally to beat our team last year. But I think this year with the veteran presence and just even the addition of Chris Paul, I just don't think Mike Brown can outcoach all those veterans that are out there. So besides Denver, nothing, no one else really scares me in our conference. And the East, I mean, you always worry about Boston. Um, you know, you always worry about the Miamis. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too super worried about Milwaukee either. I, I love Dame. Obviously, he's from the area. Um, but I just think that uh, he doesn't play defense. And defense wins in the in the playoffs, and uh, I think that's going to be the issue. Yeah. Do you think Boston really is that good? Do you think Jason Tatum is that guy? <laughs> I think he's a great regular season player, um, but can't do it in the playoffs. You know, and I think, um, and you know, who knows how the whole Jalen Brown being the highest paid player? I know Tatum's going to get his money too, but how that dynamic's going to play out in the locker room and. Um, yeah, they, they look great in the regular season, but they have a tendency to sputter in the playoffs. But I think in the East, um, besides Milwaukee, they're probably the best team. So I think they'll, they'll be the Eastern Conference, either Milwaukee or Boston will be the Eastern Conference, you know, finalist in the in NBA finals. But uh, yeah, I just, I just don't think he's that guy. He can score, but can't put it together for a series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't think he was that guy. I still don't. That was that was a, a leading <laughs> question. <laughs> Let's see if you're big enough to get aggregated. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> he hasn't proven it, right? He hasn't proven it, and, right. and uh, yeah, he can drop fifty in the conference finals. But like uh, when he just got owned by Draymond and the Warriors in um, in that final series, uh, it proved everything I thought about him but he's like what 25 so you know yeah maybe a lot, a lot ahead of him yeah what is in your opinion like outside of outside of health right like yeah. um because 
you look at the West and a lot of the teams, except for the Kings and the uh, Nuggets, they've got a lot of old heads on their team, right? Like, you know, Durant um, and LeBron, Kawhi, uh, whatever. Um, What do you think is, what or who do you think is the biggest like X factor for the Warriors this season? Like, reasonable health you know take that to account like what do you think could make or break it or who could make or break it for them yeah i mean i think besides the you know besides the obvious of how chris paul integrates in uh right. it's gonna be kaminga you know i think kaminga is this x factor that can totally take them over the top he can play defense he gives them that energy and speed um that an older team doesn't have i mean moody plays like a like a 35 year old you know like he plays like a veteran you know like he's, he's great but that's you know like um, but Kaminga has that explosiveness, that ability to really change games. And I think if we go up against a team like kind of like how Sacramento did expose us a little bit, that runs up and down, is playing very athletic, we're going to need someone like Kaminga. I mean, our additions are older, you know, like we do have some rookies, but, you know, Rudy Gay, you know, Sarge, like they're, they're older players. So Kaminga gives us that ability, that athletic wing that can really keep up with everyone. So I think if Kaminga makes that leap, um, which I think he did last year, even though a lot of people were wondering what, what was wrong, I mean, God, he's like only 21, like, you know, we, you know, 20 years ago, you didn't expect a 21 year old to even sniff the NBA. So I think that if Kaminga makes that leap and can lead that second unit and sometimes start and, and, you know, in certain lineups, I think that's really going to be the key because we know what we're going to expect from everyone else. Uh, but Kaminga is really unique in terms of what he brings to the team. <laughs> I'm on record. Like after he uh, got drafted, I was like, that's going to be the best dude on this team in four years. May not be the best dude, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I would say uh, he could still be top top three, depending on how everybody ages out. Uh, in terms of the core, who are you most concerned about? Because, you know, I look at them, uh, obviously I'm not a physician, but like Clay's had a couple serious uh, leg injuries. Steph has those problems and he has a shoulder and he just, you know, uh, as bulky as he's gotten, he still takes a lot of contact in the knee. Uh, Draymond has little, because he's had little uh, injuries like this ankle, but he's never had anything major. Who in general, like, would you be most, uh, obviously if Steph goes out for longer, he's the most valuable right. person, but like in terms of uh, the potential for them getting hurt, are they all kind of even across the board in your mind? Or um, is there somebody that you're like, oh, they should uh, play him less? You know, I, yeah, you know, I think everyone would say, oh, maybe that's Chris Paul. And, you know, I think I'm not as concerned about Chris Paul because, you know, what usually happens to Chris Paul is that he plays a whole bunch of minutes and then he gets some like soft tissue injury that keeps him out. But he's never had like a big major injury. Like, I think you can manage Chris Paul in terms of minutes and you know, how he plays. Um, and he'll be asked to do less. I, I worry the most about Draymond, not because of his ankle, but because of the way he plays. He, you know, he, he needs to play physical. He needs to run the ball up and down. He needs to you know, he's opposing the best, you know, the best player usually on the other team. And that's a lot on his body, especially because he's, he's a smaller size. You know, he's got that Charles Barkley plays bigger than, than what he actually is. Uh, and that's going to take a pounding. If his, if he's injured, he can't be effective. Clay can still shoot. Steph can change his game to shoot. Chris Paul can distribute it, but Draymond's banged up. It's hard for him to be good at what he does. Um, so Draymond's probably my biggest concern, not because of anything specifically, but he's older and, and he, he depends on his physicality. And if that, gets compromised with an injury then then that could be that could be a problem yeah i'm i'm pretty stunned that he hasn't had like a chronic back injury i know it's bugged him he had that calf thing uh, a couple yeah. seasons ago when they won the title um or was it calf to his back i don't know it's all connected yeah. right um yeah. <laughs> uh but you know he's he's pretty sturdy for how long he's been in the league so i mean if you're if you're celebrini 
you know, just to get back to a health question, like yeah. uh, what would be the biggest challenge for this team, uh, keeping them healthy with the new rest rules, all that stuff? I think it's going to, a lot of it's going to be just managing their minutes. And I think a lot of it is you've got guys who are, who are great players and they're going to be nights when obviously you give them a night off. That's not going to be an issue, but it's going to be Clay's doing well. And he's going, you know, hit 10 threes and you got to sit the fourth quarter or, you know, this it's, it's going to be kind of calming them down because they want to compete. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the hardest thing. So I think a lot, you know, with what we in general do for players, you kind of map out their season and say, here, these are the ground rules for what we're going to expect throughout the season. We're going to change it based on how you're feeling. So at least they know that, Hey, you hit this certain number of minutes or, you know, this many games back to back to back or something like that, you're going to be sitting out. And I think that's, um, you know, where you really have to be careful. And I think it's not as much of an issue for Steph or Draymond, but I think clay, particularly with this renewed intensity, he seems very locked in. There's this new contract coming. Um, will he be the type of person who's going to want to push his body because he's so locked in? And I think he, of all the players, is the one that you're going to have to, you know, maybe rein back a little bit and be like, look, you, you're only playing 20 minutes tonight. I know you really want to play. Um, so I think Clay, of all the people, is the one that I worry about who's going to have the toughest time getting reined in just because of the way he is. He, he likes to play basketball. You know, that's who he is. And uh, um, he's definitely locked in. And I'm first probably excited uh, for what this season can bring. You think the Warriors win it this year? How- <laughs> yeah, it's a hot take. No, I, um, <laughs> I will. I, I think they can win it. Yes. I will say that yeah. seeing the pre, I know it's a preseason game, but I actually think everyone's like Chris Paul. People forget. I'll take a step back. Chris Paul is one of the best point guards in NBA history. As Warriors fans, we just have a tendency not to like him, but we forget that, no, he's really good. You add him in and he doesn't have to do everything he needs to do and has all these players around him, it could be pretty phenomenal. And so I think that that addition and also with, uh, you know, with that second unit, I think they can win it if they stay healthy. That's going to be the key thing. What were some positives of that first game? And they're playing the Lakers again on Friday. Uh, what kind of stuff are you, are you looking for? Uh, you know, I think it was a ball distribution. Um, I think that was the key thing was that you could see how Chris Paul could distribute and open it up for Clay, open it up for Steph. Um, and, you know, seeing him you know, do things like lobbying to Kaminga, like his ability to distribute, not worry about scoring is great. And in that mid-range jumper, we just haven't had someone who could hit that shot since Sean Livingston retired. Um, and that opens up a whole bunch of different things in terms of offense, in terms of, you know, here's Chris Paul, he's at the mid-range. Can you, you know, pass it out to Steph or Claire? Is he going to dump it in to GP2 or Looney uh, when they're kind of at that dunker spot? So I think um, it was just great seeing them all work together and seeing them, the chemistry, you know, I know it's just one game and, um, I think that's the most exciting thing. I think the team was disjointed last year um, and, you know, multiple reasons, you know, obviously Jordan Poole, the Jordan Poole situation, it seems like they're on the same page right now. And if they continue with that, um, the team just has the experience to know how to navigate past anything. Do you think they need a big, like a legit, like bulky uh, 6'11", 7, 7 footer? Did you want Dwight Howard? Yeah, no, no. I wanted someone like Dwight Howard, not necessarily <laughs> Dwight Howard. I mean, that's it, the argument at every trade deadline in Warriors Twitter of the past like five years. Where's the big? Where's the big? What's Bob Myers doing? Where's the big? And first of all, there aren't any real bigs out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yes, Dwight Howard, Dwight, Orlando Dwight Howard would have been great. Um, but no, I think you know, thirty-eight or thirty-seven-year-old Dwight Howard, um, not an issue. So I think. You know, I think they, they don't necessarily need a big. I think there are series or certain matchups, you know, the Anthony Davis, the Jokic's, where you'll have to scheme to, to cover them. Uh, but to carry someone on for the rest of the season, I don't, I don't think they need a big. I think, I think they have everyone on their team that they need. 
Uh, now it's just a matter of, of, of putting it all together. Awesome. Well, uh, you heard it here first. Um, thank you, Dr. <laughs> Narav Pandya, awesome. for uh, coming on. I would love to have you back on at some point in the season once uh, it, gets, it gets going and you're either like full of elation or like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. Again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's only going to be extremes for the warrior season. So yes, absolutely. One of the two will probably happen. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for, uh, for coming on, my man. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.